G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. If you've ever felt as though things were languishing for you, that you're just treading water, that things are stagnating, you'll be wanting to hear what our guest has to say this hour. You'll also have the opportunity to contribute to our conversation this hour because we're opening our talkback lines on 1-800-316-316. We're going to be talking about clarity and purpose this hour. What does that all mean? What does it mean to have a clear objective? What does it mean to be a person who is purposeful, intentional? We'll talk through some of these issues this hour with our special guest, Tony Scown, who is a clarity coach. He's director of the Dharma Project, which is dedicated to helping people and businesses achieve their goals. He's travelled the world with some of our elite sporting teams, teams like the Sydney Swans, the Brisbane Lions, the Brisbane Broncos, the Queensland State of Origin team, and even the Australian swimming team at not only Pan Packs, but World Championships and Olympics as well. Let's welcome our guest, Tony Scown. Hello, Tony. Welcome along to 2020. How are you, Neil? And hello, everyone. (laughs) Tony, a lot of people might never have heard of a clarity coach before. It might never have crossed the mind of uh, some people who might be listening to our conversation today that there is such a thing as getting clarity, getting purpose for your life, for your business, for your church. How important is it to be thinking through issues that actually create the idea of having clarity? Uh, to me, it's vitally important. And it came across my path earlier in my life when I saw people had passion, absolute passion. And when you ask them to explain, they trip over themselves. So they had passion and no clarity. Therefore, everyone that they were trying to do business with, deal with, was vague with what they were trying to sell or impart, so they were totally ineffective. Okay, so it's one thing to be a passionate person, and of course that's the goal that a lot of people have for their life. Well, I want to be passionate about the thing that I love to do, but passion without clarity it doesn't lead anywhere. Um, it's one of those things I say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything and often achieve nothing. And people that have passion... They, they are coming across so um, strongly with their product, with their, their urgency. But when people are trying to understand what they're saying, they walk away thinking, well, I've got no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So totally ineffective. Well, I think there's probably passionate people listening in, and there might be people who don't seem so passionate but might actually have clarity. Uh, yes. this, is this at the other side of the equation? Yeah, and you, get, you can approach it from both sides. Because what happens is once you understand the clarity 
And once you understand how good your product is, passion will come. So it works both ways. Now, you work with businesses and uh, churches and individuals to actually help people to understand what clarity is all about. Uh, What's that process like when you start with someone who's coming to you and they don't even really know what a clarity coach does? Uh, What happens in their life as they start to get some guidance? Most of them come to me through friends or people I've worked with. And it starts simply with a conversation. We sit down with a cup of coffee and I just start asking them questions. And through asking them the questions, clarity starts to come straight away. They don't realize that they had the issue that they had um, until we start to, to ask these questions. I call them questions that they don't even know to ask themselves. That's the important thing, isn't it? Because if you're feeling passionate but you're treading water, you're going nowhere, you may not even know the question that you're supposed to ask, that you're supposed to have the answer to that would take you to the next level. That's correct. Okay. Now, you like to talk about prosthetic limbs. That's correct. Uh, What's that got to do with understanding clarity? Well, I start off with finding people's purpose. Now, one of the Greek words for purpose is prosthesis. So a, an artificial limb is a prosthetic device or a prosthesis. So the word literally means purpose. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it means purpose via this. An artificial limb fills a gap, therefore giving back purpose. So when I explain purpose to people, I ask them, what gap do you fill? When they understand the gap they fill, then they know their purpose. From there, that gives us a great starting position. That starts to bring clarity straight away. Because when we're dealing with people, straight away when I ask them what purpose do you fill, what purpose does your business fill, what purpose does your product fill, then they start to get, you see the light bulb start to come on and it brings that clarity um, platform, I call it. Okay, so let's let's start with a, like scenarios perhaps around business yep. and then we'll move uh, to you know what it is for individuals and for churches and and uh, and listeners might like to contribute to our conversation today too but let's start with a, a business is there a typical type of scenario you're sitting with a business person and uh, and they've just not got clarity but they've they've, they've perhaps I've got a product yep. and they've got some passion for their business but they just haven't yet gone to a level where it's going to be viable for them. Absolutely. Look, a lot of the businesses I work with start off, they've got a great product and they've got clarity to start with. They may not know the avenues to do the business. So, you know, they they can do business plans and do all of the the different models, go and do the, the courses they need to do that, but they've got a great product. Once a product starts to sell and they start to add add ons and this is where the confusion starts, they start to forget the reason they were in business to start with. And they get confused. Um, things get busier. And when you sit down with them, you say, look, what's, what's the issue? And they, they also, I don't know. Business is going well, but I just don't know why I'm doing it. I don't know where I'm heading. I don't know the direction. They've lost the focus of their vision, their mission, and their values because they don't understand their purpose anymore. Okay, let's we'll we'll come back and we'll talk some more about business. But mm-hmm. uh, there might be people listening to us have a business question about uh, some clarity and moving forward. You might have your own scenario that you'd like to share with Tony today and uh, get some insights over the radio. Uh, let's talk about other areas. I mean, we talk about individuals, but let's talk about individuals perhaps even within the context of a family or a marriage. This these. Do these same uh, concepts, uh, these principles work the same for marriages? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I'm dealing with some business guys at the moment. One of the first things I get them to do, I've got this sheet. It's 168 rectangles in seven columns. We call that a week. There's 168 hours in a week. And the first thing I get them to do is put in you know, your, work, your sleeping hours. So they color that in. Put in your work hours and then put in everything else that's important to you. So when they do that, they hand it to me and I say, okay, so are you married? Yes, I'm married. Well, I don't see your wife in here. Do you have children? Yes, I've got children. I don't see any time with your children in here. Because they get so caught up in life, they forget what's important. So we put the business aside to start with, and then we start working on their family. Once they start to realize, you know, I'm having a regular date day with my wife, and I'm having regular date time with my children, then they start to change their perspective on everything else. They become more fulfilled. So clarity in family, it doesn't matter what the issue is, if you don't have clarity in it, you slow down. So bringing clarity to all all issues gets momentum. So if you're a workaholic and you're a business person, you work for yourself, you're spending those, uh, you know, 80 hours a week uh, doing business, uh, succeeding in what some people's definition of success is, uh, making money, doing all sorts of great stuff, and your family is languishing, your marriage is in tatters because you just aren't putting any time in there, yep. uh, ultimately you're not winning at all, are you? No. Well, what's it all amount to? So we, I've, I've, obviously I'm not going to mention names or companies, but I'm dealing with a, a, a man at the moment, workaholic. You know, he's pumping out 85 to 90 hours a week. So we introduced him to Elance, which is you know just something that he can outsource for a reasonable rate for things that were, were he would do himself. He's still in control of it. Um, it's costing him very little, but he's gained himself about 10 hours a week just there. Now, as he gets more confident with that, then he's also going to be able to you know, outsource other things. Now, he's getting his life back. The trick is busy people tend to fill their hours with things. So now we've got to get clarity about what's important and what, it, what is urgent. Okay, let's have another scenario uh, when it comes to churches. Now, I didn't introduce you as the senior pastor at the Bayside Christian Family Church there in Wynnum West in Brisbane, but you're leading a church as well and doing your coaching for clarity. Uh, Let's talk about churches because you must come across a lot of different churches, leaders who are languishing, uh, stagnating. Uh, not having the clarity and purpose that you can help to bring them. Uh, absolutely. And look, I find when we spoke about passion and clarity before, Christendom is a great example. We, I believe we have the best product on the planet. You know, there's no doubt about it in, in my heart. And Christians are incredibly passionate. But clarity? You know, I, I, I do this survey with, with Christians. If someone came up to you and said, explain communion to me, Oh, yeah, communion. Well, yeah, we've got the emblems and, you know, we, we have the wine or the, the juice and we've got the, yeah, yeah, but explain it to me. Yeah, and, well, we do it every week at church, but, but explain it to me. They're incredibly passionate, but no clarity. So if we have got that incredible, and, and excuse me for saying God, Jesus is a product, but if we've got this incredible product, incredible passion, but no clarity, the rest of the world looks at us and says, what's that all about? Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. 
How do you keep clarity in your life? How do you keep clarity as a Christian believer? You can contribute to our conversation this hour. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Tony Scan is our guest. He's a clarity coach, director of the Dharma Project, dedicated to helping people and businesses achieve their goals. Let me ask you, Tony, when we talk about vision and mission, those sorts of things, and a lot of people who perhaps have a an employer or they have their own business, they're familiar with those things and just how important it is to have a vision, to have a mission in business. Sometimes we don't apply that ideal to all the other areas of our lives. How important is it to be focused on these things, vision, mission, the types of values that organisations and individuals hold? To me, it's vitally important. Um, Any vision uh, or any business that doesn't have a vision or doesn't communicate the vision to their employees and the mission um, they've got lack of clarity straight away. Now, this is how I use vision, mission, and values. I start off with purpose. When I work with a business, what gap do you fill? What's the purpose? Then I ask, what does that look like? That we're starting to see vision. Vision is futuristic. It's what you're aiming at. It hasn't been achieved yet. But the mission, that is how you do it. Your vision and your mission must line up. Now, at at our church, I'm just going to use it as an example. Our yep. vision, we see people discipled, equipped, empowered, and prepared for life. But the mission has to be similar. The mission, how we do it, we disciple, we, call, we say Christianity. We're putting Christ back into Christianity. We disciple Christianity. We equip people for ministry, empower leaders, and prepare people for life. Each of those steps are now measurable and can keep us accountable. We know how many people we've discipled, equipped, empowered, and prepared. They're all different programs. From that... I can now have my vision that everyone sees and a mission that everyone does. It keeps us accountable and it's measurable. Now we've got clarity and direction. We do a dashboard for our monthly meetings to say, have we achieved these steps? If not, what are we doing that's compromising that or what are we missing? It brings clarity. For a lot of people uh, hearing this terminology, uh, some of uh, listeners uh, perhaps might be thinking, well, there are a lot of words that's just floating around in my head right now. Mm-hmm. How important is it to write down these? And these are actually reasonably simple concepts, aren't they? But, but writing it down actually helps you understand some of these uh, clarity issues? Look, writing it down is vitally important. There's a, there's a statistic that says um, 97% of people don't set goals. of people do. 3% of people actually write their goals down. There's a correlation. Um, If you don't write it down, I'll tell you this, you probably won't do it. It's that simple. So write it down. That's actually, if you're going to be talking about going through a process with vision or mission or values, Mm -hmm. uh, really do it with a pen in hand and a paper handy and and start writing those things down. Uh, Is it better writing things down by hand or typing them into a, uh, you know, to a computer? I mean, is there a difference? Look, my experience working with baby boomers and builders, because I'm still, I'm coaching builders. You know, I've got some people that are, you know, 80 plus that I'm, 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 working with. Those guys love to write it down. If you're a, you're a millennial, if you're a Gen Y, Gen X, you're probably going to type it out. <laughs> That's interesting. Let, let's just uh, focus in on this for a moment because sometimes we think of these types of things and getting it right while you're young, setting your life on a good course, uh, but you're actually working with people who are, as you say, in their 80s. Absolutely. 
And these are people who actually recognise the value of being able to talk about their plans, talk about their feelings, talk about their business pursuits or the ideals that they might have for their family with someone who actually helps to bring the clarity. That's right. And look, these people, a lot of the ones, the older, I call them living legends, um, they're in retirement, they're the old, uh, the, the word of God says, where there's no vision, people perish. You know, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Yep. These guys have got so much to give. I'm actually trying to line them up to disciple younger guys because they've been through the school of hard knocks. They've survived some things, but they still need clarity in their next season of life. So when you are a younger person, and when I say younger, because you're talking about people in their 80s, yes. uh, people who've been there, done that, sometimes been very successful in business, uh, raised families, uh, raised not only their own families, but they've got grandchildren and sometimes great-grandchildren, uh, actually this ideal of connecting with younger people, which obviously is a biblical uh principle as well, isn't it? That Absolutely. The, you know, the older men, the older women, they're contributing to the lives of the younger. How important is it to get those relationships happening? I think it's vital. The The, the gap between the different um, age brackets is is just quickening. So if you look at our, uh, I think we're, we're Gen Z now and they're talking about the alpha generation. If we can't keep the connections, then the clarity gap is even worse um, we've got some guys in our church at the moment um, where the older generation are actually starting to disciple. There's a there's a craft group that they started uh, at our church with um, Sally, and she started, we, we call it Sally's Kitchen. She said to me, what are you going to do for me when we first came? I said, nothing. And she said, what? I said, look, how long have you been with the Lord, You know, been in relationship with God? She said, about 50 years. I said, well, the question is, what are you and I going to do for the lost, the broken, the needy, and the unsaved? She said, well, no one's ever asked me. I said, can you cook? Well, now she's been teaching community women and church women much younger. Like she's 80. She's teaching people, you know, from, from 17, 18 up how to cook. But the re- discipleship and the relationship building is amazing. And the clarity that both age groups get is phenomenal. This connectivity that happens in church relationships, this doesn't always correlate with what's happening in a broader society. When we hear about uh, this new generation that's connected via social media and uh, they don't have the same sort of personal relationships, is there a difference in this idea of getting clarity in relationships, the older and the younger connecting, uh, than what people might be doing just as they connect in social media? Yeah, well, I believe that social media is has actually added to the, the um, non-clarity because this virtual friendship group that people set up, then it's not really a friendship. It's 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 a vague acquaintanceship at best, I'd say. So the old saying that people that grow alone grow weird and a lot of people on social media have grown alone, and this is my humble opinion, some of them have grown weird. As our guest this hour sometimes says, if you're not clear on where you're going or how you'll get there, then you lack clarity and will most likely begin to lose passion. Got that off your website, Tony, and uh, good wise words there, I must say. And we're talking about clarity this hour. Our talkback line is open 
and would love to hear from you. You might have a scenario that you'd like to present to Tony or you'd might like to let us know just how you maintain clarity in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your business, in your local church. 1-800-316-316 is our number. Tony, let's come back to the Bible, the yeah. scriptures. And I know that uh, you've got some fabulous foundations. Uh, what scriptures would we be encouraged by with regard to keeping clarity? To me, you can't go past Genesis 1 to start with. I mean, God is so clear. And I get this image. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered. And I get this image of the Spirit of God hovering, thinking, you know, I'm going to put, you know, Russia here and, you know, South Africa over here. And here's Australia. I put New Zealand here. Just clarity. And then it said, and God said, let there be light. And then we go on day after day. Incredible clarity. That's really powerful because just as you're sharing that, the purpose and the clarity that God had as he was creating the heavens and the earth and uh, then creating men and women in his image. Mm. Uh, This is very powerful foundational clarity. It's that God is clear, so we ought to be clear as well. Absolutely. And look, it says in Genesis 1, 26, 27, let us make man in our image, which you've just said. So we're made in the image of God, and God is very clear. He's very precise. Um, I, I, we were talking before about writing things down. Habakkuk 2.2, you know, write the vision down. Make it plain so a herald can run with it. You know, we've got to write down. Like I wake up every morning. I, write my, I, I rewrite my goals down every morning. And I look at them and go, right, today, this is what I will do. It's very clear. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. I said earlier, and in King James Version, it says, where there's no vision, people perish. Other versions say, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. That's actually where I got the word Dharma from. That word uh, perish is the word Dharma. But let us make man in our image in Genesis 1, 26, 27. That is also the Hebrew word Dharma. And it's also the word for more. So God is very clear. He's saying, if you're made in my image, you're made to be more. If you're not, you will pe- you know, you're perishing. So that's the word Dharma in the Hebrew. God is very clear, very precise. Colossians 1, 16 to 18, where he says, all things were made by him and for him. Very clear, very precise. This, I see clarity in every scripture, in the plan of God. I look at creation and I see clarity in what God is doing. That's an interesting concept to pick up on because if you're not looking for clarity, you are more likely to just be languishing, aren't you? Because that's part of a a culture that you need to create within your own life, within your own routines, uh, because if you don't have a culture of pursuit of that clarity, really you're into this area of distortion. Well, it's culture. You've brought culture up. I, I needed to understand culture. I needed it to be clear to me. Because everything I'm doing with people, is it's culture. Now, this is my one-paragraph lesson on culture. Culture is simply your language and your behavior. That's all it is. Culture does one of two things, and they're both good. It either attracts people or it repels people. That's culture in a nutshell. Now, language and behavior is your culture. So language is about 20 to 30% of, of your culture. The behavior is... 70 to 80 percent. Now, people will hear what you say, but they won't listen until they see you do it. Let's just dwell on this for a moment, because I suspect this is one of those profound uh, wisdom 
opportunities to capture something here because uh, what you say and what you do either attracts or repels. And if you find that you are a person who seems to be a repelling type person or your business is somehow rather not attracting customers, but it's repelling them, if your church seems to be repelling people rather than attracting Mm -hmm. them, it may be something to do with the culture, which is your language and your behavior. Correct. Absolutely correct. And this gives you a great opportunity to, to gain clarity about, okay, this is our vision. This is what we see. This is our mission. If it's not working... What are you saying and what are you doing? You may have to, there may be a misdirect between your vision and your mission with your language and your behavior. Wow. Okay. Now, let me just take you back to something you said a few minutes ago. You said you write down your goals every morning. Yes. Now, that might mean you have not as many goals and it might be a quick process, but, but how many goals would you be thinking that you'd write down? I mean, these are your life goals or these are your goals for today? How, what sort of goals do you write okay. down? One of the things which I do, I call it the Gap workshop. It's a play on the word purpose being fill the gap, but gap stands for goal achievement plan. So everything I do is a goal. Everything I do is a goal. So I've got long-term goals, I've got intermediate goals, and I've got short-range goals. Now, you hear that all of the time, and people say five years, ten years. To me, they're relevant to the goal. They're relative to the goal. So if I've got something I've got to do in a month, I'll break it into short-term, intermediate, and long-range in that month with an end date, but then I'll diarize it. But each day, it's in my diary, but I'll get out my little journal pad and I'll write down my goals for today to reiterate it because it makes me think on it and it keeps me clear on it. Sometimes they're massive goals. Some, like when I, was, I chose to go to the Olympic Games, that was a fifteen, uh, that was a 21-year goal. And it took me all 21 years to get there to be part of the, the, the Olympic team in the medical support. But the thing is, I wrote that goal down every day. And the portion of the goal I was doing that day, I would write down. Because if you write down the goal, and and I'll get to the idea of journaling in a few moments, because it's very popular with a lot of Christian believers, Mm -hmm. uh, that they're sitting there with a notepad and they're writing down some things that they can hear God saying to them when they're having a devotion time. But but this idea of writing things down, uh, it's almost like it's prophetic, isn't it? Because because what you're writing down uh, has a tendency to come to pass because you've written it down as a goal. Here's what I tell my people when they're journaling. Even if they're, they're reading a section, if they're doing this, you know, a lot of people do soap, you know, write the scripture down, look at the observation, put the application and write down your prayer. A lot of people do that. Quite often I say to people, when they come to me and I say, look, I've got this issue. I said, okay, I want you to go back in your journal for the last two or three weeks because the answer is going to be there because your journal is prophetic declaration by the word of God and it becomes then what I call self-awareness. See, here's the thing with prophetic words. Many people have had prophetic words and go, it hasn't happened yet. Well, God's done his bit. He's given you the prophetic word. But if you're going to sit there and wait for it to happen, it probably won't. He's saying, this is what you know. I've said, this is what I declare, but he's giving you an opportunity to do it. I say this, you've got two feet in a heartbeat, have a crack. Okay, you've got some people who get so, you know, stagnant uh, that they fall into a heap. I mean, it's like, you know, you have depressive days, uh, days where just things, nothing went right, uh, everything went wrong. Uh, You know, the kids are all rebelling, uh, all sorts of stuff that goes on. Uh, Business is not viable. It's not 
doing as, as well as it ought to be. Uh, the way to get out of that is what you're saying is to start a routine where you've got a, a time and you're actually you know, journaling, perhaps hearing from God, writing down those things, getting some clarity about what is true and what is right and what the direction ought to be because that's what God's going to bless that you'll be able to see his hand at work in your life. Absolutely. Um, the, the journaling process is quite profound because it is God speaking to you, but it is also a self-awareness. Here's the other thing that, um, that we haven't mentioned yet, the Holy Spirit. You know, it says in, in John 14 that you know, I will send a helper. So it very clearly says, I will help you. In John 16, 7 to 11, it says, can you imagine this? Jesus is saying to his disciples, hey, it's better for you that I go. If I go, I'll send another one. He's actually better for you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt, it says in the NIV, of guilt in relation to sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin, because people don't know who I am. Basically, the Holy Spirit will introduce you to Jesus. Righteousness is just a Hebrew word and a Greek word. They both mean standard. I'm going to show you the standard, and then I'm going to show the world that the enemy is the one condemned and not you. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit's here to help teach us all of these things. So we write things down. We're in the Word. We write things down, and then we rely on the Holy Spirit to do what Jesus said he would do. Help us, teach us, convince us. That word convict means, it's the Greek word alentio, which means convince. But if we're not asking him, we're not talking to him, we're not listening to him, we're not going to get clarity. Oh, there's so much to say and to ponder upon when we talk about the work of the Holy Spirit and, you know, the fact that God spoke. And you talked about Genesis chapter 1, uh, that Jesus is called the Word. And now, yes. that has its own uh, Greek yep. foundations yes. and, and those sorts of uh, meanings, but he's called the Word and, and he's given us the Holy Spirit. It's as though God is continuously speaking. Yes, his word to us. And really, that time that we have, that quiet time, that devotional time where we open the Bible, when we open our hearts and we are in prayer, we are actually accessing the word and yes. the thoughts of God. So uh, those, you know, and then I guess having the appreciation that God wants to do good things in our lives Absolutely. Uh, is an important aspect. Let's take a call from Robin in Mount Morgan. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Hello, Robin. Welcome along to 2020. Hi. Yeah, I just had to ring in. Um, Tony's already helped me in a personal um, level that... Um, I'm just, I've been listening to him, and um, I do have some vague goals. Um, but my problem, I think, is um, I'm waiting for God to, because um, I've tried a couple of things, and I realised that you know there were problems, and so I knew that God ne- God needed to give me clarity, and also um, to confirm to me whether that w- whether He was in it. And um, I've been waiting for years for a business partner. <laughs> Because I'm not any good in a business. I wanted to um, set up um, an art gallery. Um, I'm a painter and um, I've got a lot of um, expensive dolls as well. I had, I, had already, I had them already set up in my other house. And I, I, it took me a long time to realise that I'm not going to be able to do this business on my own when I have to try and keep the place tidy, clean and tidy, to continue painting, which I didn't have time for because I was still renovating my house. Or houses, and so it's still the same story. And the other thing is, I know I couldn't 
um, run a business because I just not am not business minded. I'd end up finding a customer who's a bit short of change. I said, oh well, you can have it for this much, and um, that's what I've done in the past. <laughs> so um, yeah, but anyway, just yesterday I met um, a Christian lady who was an artist, very much like me, um, because she just as we got talking, I sensed that she was a Christian, and I also she also mentioned being depressed. Well, that's my story as well and that's the other leg to my to what I want to do the other vague thing is I eventually want to be able to help people because I know that there are a lot of Christians I know I'm one and um, as far as all the things that a Christian good Christians are supposed to do I had been doing it for 40 years I spent a lot of time reading the, the word and whatever like that and I've actually pulled out of churches now because um, I found that I was not being, um, well, it was you helped me, Tony, but um, I don't want to go into that, but it's just difficult. But I know that there's there's something missing in the churches for people that are struggling from, like God showed me, I lacked a foundation. So I kept seeing myself, before he told me that, I kept seeing myself as a double-story house because I've done two lots of um Two lots of teaching and two lots of nursing, the other way around, really. But I did all the study for it, and I did it. And after a while, because I kept caving in all the time, getting sick, um, I ended up, apart from the depression, getting chronic fatigue, and, and I just couldn't work. And so now, I just sometimes I feel useless. Robin, let's uh, let's get a, a few thoughts from Tony because uh, there's an awful lot in what you're sharing there, uh, Tony. Uh, uh, you've had some contact with Robin, and uh, and there's been some support, some help there. That's uh, it's just a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on this sort of typical scenario of uh, I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. I know what I am good at, uh, and I really need to wait on God or somehow or other for those other gaps to be filled. Yep. Well, first of all, Robin, hello, and thank you for your your call. And um, um, this is a, a classic example of lack of clarity, and. Um, one of the things which I'd say, Robin, um, particularly with the business side of things, you, you've mentioned you know, the dolls, you've mentioned the, um, the painting, but you, the, the key thing you said was, I'm not good at business. And so that's where I want to start. Um, one of the things which I would be exploring before anything else is maybe a certificate three or a certificate four in business, because that's going to give you the foundations. And often through those, there's a mentoring program where someone can walk with you in the basic steps. Because it sounds like you've already got some product or concept, but it's the clarity around what to do. Um, I actually did do a business course. Okay. Um, it was a few years ago, and um, and then I launched into this thing. But I, I just and, – and see, I knew after a while I realized that there was no way that I could okay. do everything myself. Well, that's good. Now, you've done the business course, you've launched – where were the bottlenecks? Where was what was the first thing that you can remember right now where you went, Oh, I'm in trouble here. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, just keeping the place tidy because if I had buses coming, which um, the bus men, the tour guides were already, um, you know, willing to come to, to my house. But I mean, this was when I had it just open for anyone that came by word of mouth. Okay. And um, I thought, I've got to keep this place clean and tidy. And see, having had chronic fatigue and, and everything in the past, I just have to pace myself and not, um, because if I try to do too much, I end up caving in again. Okay, so through health issues, the business stopped? 
Is that, that correct? Also, that I knew that I couldn't do it all myself, and plus I was still renovating, which I'm okay. doing mostly myself. Okay, which so, takes a lot of time. So, from, now I'm just going to throw this out there. I, I, I use the word congruency. Um, congruency, where your actions, your words, your habits—they all line up. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to talk about it in the fact of you've you've had the business, you were renovating um, that. To me, it wasn't congruent to start with, and that that shows the clarity line wasn't there. Mm. Um, you're better off, I believe, holding back until you all of all of the ducks have lined up. Yes, that's, so that's what I'm doing. What you need to do is find someone that you can speak with, um, a coach that will will ask you the questions that you won't ask yourself. So, for instance, now this isn't at you, Robin, but I would ask someone, how was it you managed not? to you know, have a plan in place. And, and that's a really profound question when you think about it because I, I would ask that question and then I would sit back and I would wait until you've had a chance to ponder. Now, you would then normally ask me a question that would open up an, a pathway to show us where the bottleneck really is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Robin, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Robin from Mount Morgan. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, let's hear from Juliana, who is in Eden's Landing in Queensland. Hello, Juliana. Welcome along. Oh, good afternoon. How are you? Very well. What are your thoughts on our conversation today? Oh, look, honestly, it has really helped me a lot because I've, um, I keep a diary and I cannot... Uh, function without my diary. If I don't have a diary, it's like there's just too much happening and you, you miss appointments and things like that. And I've been told, I'm actually supposed to be starting a, a journal at the moment. I'm actually doing a certificate four in biblical studies and a certificate three in fitness. And so I'm, I'm fairly busy. And um, I have um, a, 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 a very um, a personal relationship with the Lord, which God has blessed me with. And I've been trying to dialogue with the Lord a lot more than what I used to. I have heard him speak to me at times, and, and that's been fantastic. But at times, you sort of have these things going on, and it's very, very quiet. He doesn't say things. So, And I have been told, and I don't know how true this is, but if you write things down, it helps to be able to... It gets the left and right brain engaged and um, working together. So you can actually... When I write something, I actually find that I can engage in talking to the Lord because he, he seems to speak to me and it comes out through my writing. And I don't know how true that is. I don't know if it's um, something that's... Um, it's just something that I've been trying. But um, when you talk about the journaling, um, the journaling and making goals, because I'm at a stage where I'm... Um, trying to, well, making goals, and I'm saying, well, Lord, where are we going? Because um, I'm now on my own. I've had, my children have all grown up. My parents are dead. The husband's gone. So I'm sort of just, the Lord's, um, it's just myself with, with the Lord taking me in a new season. Wonderful. And, and it's a clarity, it's a clarity which I'm working on because, you know, he's, uh, he's blessed me very much in the past, and as you okay. go from a different season... So, Juliana, let me ask you, I find it interesting that you're doing um, a certificate in biblical studies and a certificate in um, physical um, like fitness, personal training sort of thing, is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, to me, like, straight away, I go, I want to know the clarity thoughts in that, because they're even though they're, they're, 
they're both to do with study. They're vastly different. So what were your thoughts there? Well, the biblical one is a spiritual, which has helped me to get my foundations um, more accurate and which it will also um, hopefully take me into a counselling role. Okay. But also my own fitness and when you come to a certain part um, in your life where you're not very physically active anymore, um, and I've always wanted to get fit. I've all, I've wanted. I started a fitness um, certificate many years ago, but it just fell through. Okay. And the, the fitness. I mean, you've got. It's like a glove over your hand. You've got your spirit. And I've seen so many people, Christians, who are so overweight, who have got a a big belly on them. And I'm not yeah. being critical. That's okay. And I'm, I'm myself. I need to lose weight. Okay. But I want to ask you a question. I want to. Yeah. If you had to give one of those two up, which one would you give up? Well, the biblical one um, comes first, but I finish that in March next year. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I, but I want to know if you had to give one up, which one would you give up? Um, if you had no choice. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I don't, I, if I had to, it would be fitness, but I, I wouldn't. Okay. I don't want to give up either. Okay. Up. The reason I'm asking this, I'm, I'm showing, I'm giving an example of clarity. You know in your heart which one you're doing for what reason and which one's more important. So you, uh, I, I'm, I'm just guessing you're at a, a stage in life where you've got some um, directions that you've got to make some decisions about? Uh, well, it's a study to be so that I can take directions later because once I've got this study under my belt and some certificates and some training, then I can, I'll have, I'll have the, um, um, what, you, what would you call it? Um, I have the foundation to be able to work from. I can work from my overflow. Okay. Here's what, here's what I want to say to you. The journaling that you're starting, that you've been doing, I believe God's going to show you something to do with clarity, to do with your future, that it's about your self-awareness. Um, I think that you're about to come into some really exciting times, particularly with the biblical side of things. And I want to say to you that with your journaling, it's not just about hearing from God, and it's not about self-awareness alone, but it's about experiencing God in what you're about to do. Okay. Um, there's something else that I was, I'm was i actually going to do when I'm finished doing this, which I don't, haven't talked very much to people about it, and I don't know if I want to talk about it on the radio. Well, then but if you're not sure, no, we'll, then don't do it. We can follow that through. But look, it's been great to hear from you, Juliana. I hope that's been helpful today, and I appreciate you taking time to give us a call and share your thoughts and your heartbeat with us here on 2020. Now, let's take another call. Johanna is in Queensland. Hello, Johanna. Hi. Johanna, we need to be fairly quick now. What are your thoughts? Um, sometimes I don't know what direction I'm going and, and where I need to be. And look, I, I thought maybe um, the Sabbath children was a thing, but I don't feel that as strong. And um, I don't know. It's it's a lot of things, you know, like being able to hear what God really wants for my life, whether He wants me to be married, whether He wants me to be single, okay. whether He wants. It's what he wants. Let, let me ask you a question, getting, Johanna. I'm not quite getting clarity. Well, I believe God wants to give you the desire of your heart. What do you want? If, you, if it was a perfect world and you could have anything you wanted right now, what would you want to do? I'd like to meet a man and marry him and then evangelize together. 
Okay. And well, if that's not the case, then learn how to be by myself and evangelise. That sounds pretty clear. It sounds like you've got a bit of clarity there. Yeah, so have you things I, I really would like to know whether I'm meant to be married again or whether I'm meant to stay single. I journal a lot and um look, these are questions which we can't answer right here on the radio in about thirty seconds no um but the thing is like i say I'm, this is what I say to my young adults dating or going for a coffee is to see if you're compatible, so I'd yes. say that'd be something that you can at least look at. But okay. it's meeting that person, it's knowing where to go. As being a believer, I don't like to go in most of the places where men meet. Yeah. I think um, my experience is most people, when they least expect it, God shows up. Okay. Yes, he has done that when I went to Israel. That was amazing. Johanna, and I it's, had to wait three years. I've got to uh, draw us to yeah, a close there, but thank you yeah, so thanks. much. It's been great to hear from you today here on 2020. Well, time is running out, and uh, we have run short of that time. Uh, Tony, uh, just to give your website for people who might like to make contact with you, uh, the Dharma Project, D-A-M-A-H, dharmaproject.com.au is your website. Uh, I did mention uh, for people in Brisbane that you are the senior pastor at the Bayside Christian Family Church there in Wynnum West. Uh, so there's some connection there too. I guess uh, the website there through uh, yes. the Bayside Christian Family That's correct. Church. And uh, and so uh, uh, just great to hearing uh, these insights today, uh, just the importance of clarity, the importance of taking some time. And I wish we'd had a lot more time, and we might do this another day, because uh, just keeping that centeredness too on what God's called us to do, that centeredness on the cross, that centeredness on the uh, you know the the death and resurrection of Jesus, which is really a central uh, uh, placement in our Christian walk. But uh, those thoughts on journaling, absolutely fabulous, and uh, really appreciate you taking time to talk to us today here on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.